Hey everybody, welcome to another ComedyLOL.com podcast. My name is Brandon, and this is a commercial. That's right, guys. A couple ways you can help out the podcast. The first way, you can donate. You can donate at ComedyLOL.com. Click on the Donate tab, and it'll take you to PayPal and figure it out from there. Or... The easier way is to go to ComedyLOL.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the page and then do all your Amazon.com shopping. And we get a portion of that, a little bit of a percentage they'll send our way. And doesn't cost you any more. So thanks, guys, for your support. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Enjoy the episode. Whose motorcycle is this? It's a chopper, Horse. baby. Horse. Ned's. Ned. Ned's dead, baby. Ned's dead. I didn't get the second Ned before. Boys are back in town. We're back. Ned's dead. Ned's dead. We are back um, after a unexpected hiatus, but uh. Yes. I apologize. Uh, wedding season kicked in a higher gear than I thought, and I've been kind of busy. But, but hey, man. Yeah, life goes on. Life goes on. Podcast goes on and marches on into the the future. What a season! So I guess since we missed a few episodes, we can kind of just go over. I guess we can just go like a, a uh, you know a, a, like a recap of the the back half of the season, and then um, kind of get into the. The finale. Yeah, sounds like a plan. So, th- was the last episode we did, bef- it was like the episode before Battle of the Bastards or two episodes before Battle of the Bastards? Uh, the last episode we did was four and five, about talking oh, about four shit. and five. Yeah, crushing, yeah. A few. so it's been a while. <laughs> Yikes, I didn't think it was that long ago. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was like seven. Oh uh, my God. Um, <laughs> Well, since five, what's happened? So it was Hodor, I believe, because it was... Uh, Right? Is that when Hodor died? Yep. Yeah, Hodor died in four or five. Anyway. Anyway. Right, so what's happened since Hodor died? Uh, nothing's really happened with Bran. <laughs> well, we did I mean, get the the cold hands thing. You know what I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah. I just feel like. But you're right. <laughs> I was just talking to you off mic in the car before about how, like, I guess we gotta kind of get into the finale a little bit, but like the finale. Might have been my favorite episode of the series, and it's partially because it was just a like a magnificent episode like that. The whole episode was great, but the first half of the King's Land and stuff was just directed and edited so well. Yeah, just like the tension of it was just perfect. But um, the so, episode was so good that it it kind of made my criticisms. It kind of washed away a few of my criticisms of this season. And one, of my, but one of my criticisms that sticks around is Brand's storyline, and it's not that it, Brand's not even doing anything. It's that what has Brand learned, aside from Hodor's identity and like the power of the what, like his like the mistake he made, mm-hmm. and he like ruined Hodor's life, but <laughs> yeah. also saved his own life. But I feel like the three-eyed Raven was was could be possibly the most interesting character in that show and the sh- in that universe and the show doesn't do enough with him like you introduce this character at the end of what, season 4 mm. and then 
you don't you, you miss you don't get him for a whole season. And then you bring him back this season. He gets three episodes and he's dead. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you don't get enough of like what the significant like this guy ostensibly knows everything that's ever happened, at least in Westeros. Because I don't you don't know you know like the the weirwood branches don't stretch across the narrow sea. Yeah, so, so how the power works. Yeah, so he doesn't know like you know what's going on in marine and shit, but he knows everything's going on, and he doesn't like they don't convey on the show how much of his knowledge, how much knowledge he has, and how much it extends to, like has he been influenced and shit. Like you know now that. A three eye raven or a green seer in general has the uh, has the ability to affect the past and interact with people within the past. But you don't know how, has he been doing that and 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 to what extent and because like what's his motive? Like what what was his whole like? He's got this power and he's been sitting. He said he's been up there for what thousands thousands years, thousands yeah. of years yeah. doing fucking what? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Because he, yeah. because he could have been doing everything, but we don't know that, and the show hasn't given us that. Mm-hmm. So what like? And then they just kill him before he's yeah. like he's really like what has he taught Bran other than the fact that he doesn't really teach Bran anything except the, except the fact that he can see into the past because the only reason that Bran learns that he can interact with the past and influence it is because Bran fucked up and went back into the went back into the the werewolf trees after he told him not to so he really didn't teach him anything yeah yeah he didn't <laughs> um. It's interesting now in book in book five too because I haven't gotten into book five. Do they, what do they? How do they talk about? Or do they talk about him at all? About uh, the three-eyed raven. It it doesn't go much further than what you've gotten. In. Okay, like, so he kind of yeah, it's it's pretty much the same thing. But I feel like the door is open for more mm-hmm. exploration of his the importance of that character because he hasn't died yet in the books mm-hmm. and. Where his story stops is pretty much where Brands is now, except in the books. So in the show, Jojen dies before they make it into the Three Eyed Raven's like lair or whatever. Yeah. Like his, his, his safe haven. cave, back yeah, cave, yes, yeah, cave. But um, Raven cave. Jojen actually makes it. He was like very sick or whatever, and mm. or injured or something. And he makes it to the cave, but then then he just kind of like dies over time. And then like there's a theory that. Called Jojen paste, like, cause like they've been they've been feeding Bran this like this red stuff that kind of um intensifies his ability to green sea, and people were thinking that maybe it was Jojen that he was eating because Jojen oh, was yeah. also a powerful uh, green sea. Green sea, so it was like yeah. that was an interesting thing. But other than that, like it's just like Bran's just kind of getting into his training. He like in the like the the things he sees in the past are different than the things he sees in. The show, like in the show, in the books, he he sees Ned in the he goes back in time. He sees Ned in the um the Godswood at Winterfell one time, and he, I think he kind of like tries to speak to him, and then like Ned kind of it's similar to in the show when he, mm-hmm. he hears, but he um and then another time when Sansa and Theon are escaping Winterfell or wherever they were. Were they escaping Winterfell in the books too? I think so. But yeah, like he's mm-hmm. spe- he's kind of he's kind of like speaking to Theon and like he's trying to and like Theon kind of hears him. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he wasn't like directly speaking to him. But it was similar to the Ned thing where like he says something and Theon kind of like thinks the winds is speaking to him or something. Yeah. So I feel like there's more, even though they haven't done much more with the Three Raven in the books, there's still more they they can do. Yeah. Whereas in the in the show, the show it's kind of done over, unless yeah. Bran goes back in time and speaks to the Three Eyed Raven that yeah. is dead, which kind of defeats the purpose of the Three Eyed Raven ever <laughs> existing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then, like, the death doesn't mean anything to anyone. Yeah, yeah, that's 
Well, I mean, that's that's part of it. Um, and then, yeah. like, he, I'm just. I think what really upset me about his death the most is when he <laughs> dies. These are two like the kind of the um, in terms of like powerful magic people in this show. Three Eyed Raven and the Night King are the two most powerful and on opposite sides of like good and evil. Night mm-hmm. King makes it into his fucking cave, face off him, and he just kills him. He doesn't yeah, say he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't Nothing, Night King no doesn't speak words, to him. Yeah. The Three Eyed Raven is like, oh, like he, he should have fucking had an Obi Wan <laughs> moment, dude. Like you, can, you no. strike me down and. Uh, Brad will become more powerful than you could ever imagine. <laughs> Nothing. That's perfect for an Obi Wan moment, dude. Yeah. Like, just say something like, "You can't kill me because I'm blah blah blah," or like, "It's too late." <laughs> so, doesn't say anything. He just dies, and it's like, you fucking had Max Van Sydow, one of the most legendary actors <laughs> in the history of fucking cinema. Like, yeah, don't look at him. Up. Yeah, it's like the anti Obi Wan moment, you know, where they just kind of kill him with no, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No to do. Yeah, it's like if just like if just, it's, all right, he's it's, dead. Like, it's like if, if Darth shocked. Vader just it's not it's, it's like if instead of um Obi-Wan sacrificing himself to save Luke, Vader just like destroys it. Like he just savages <laughs> him in a fucking lightsaber battle. Like just he just overmatches him and kills him. It's like, man, this kind of Obi-Wan was kind of overrated. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of is if maybe he's really not dead, you know, maybe he just went somewhere and he'll be back kind of. Um, maybe that's a clue because he didn't say anything. He just kind of struck him down. I mean, it's, it's definitely a possibility. It's just like one of the things that this show does well, but also it's frustrating until they, they until you get to the end of it, is they'll they won't give you much, and then it'll and then it'll all come together. Like all they'll give you a little little bits and bits and bits and bits, yeah. and then finally in a, it'll culminate in a big episode or like a big reveal, which is. Very effective storytelling, but it can be very frustrating if they're not. One thing they do very well is that they set these reveals up, so it's just not like out of left field. Mm-hmm. Like the Hodor thing, has kind of been set up since the moment you met Hodor. You know what I mean? Like, because you you always un, there's always that question in your mind, like, why does Hodor only say Hodor? Like, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then took you took six seasons, but then yeah, you felt like, oh shit, wow. Yeah. I don't think you. They didn't set up the Three-Eyed Raven thing necessarily. They, they, you might like later on see, like, oh, they, they kind of did set up, but I don't see it now. Yeah, and that's what's frustrating it, yeah. about yeah. it. Um, I mean, other than that, what else has happened? Arya, uh, Arya's storyline with the um, the Faceless Men, I thought, I thought that was damn good. People were like, yeah. people, a lot of people, like, I've, not a lot of people, but more people than I expected have complained about like how Arya's storyline has been dragged out. But I think it's like her story has been perfect in the sense that she to show her develop from like this precocious, curious, fun, tomboyish girl into now an assassin. And it's she has to go through all this stuff in order to get there. And it's also um just like like her learning to be that like like the faceless man thing is more than just being w- willing to kill. It's it, it's like the emotional toll of it, like all this stuff with the um with the actress that they sent her to kill and shit. Like she had to learn so much more about like the emotional toll it takes on. Like because when they're watching the play, when those um those uh they're doing that that farcical play about the goings on in Westeros, and 
she she for the first time she noticed like she sees the pain in Cersei. And like she had always hated Cersei, she always hated like the Lannisters, but she didn't recognize like that these people are human. Yeah, you know like that I mean? side like, of the story. Yeah, yeah. She, she never had that um, perspective. You know, yeah. she was always just saw them as monsters. So I guess she could kind of put herself in that position. Um, I think the last episode. So when we finally, okay, so the last episode we did, Daenerys had just. Taking out all the Dothraki, mm-hmm. um, all the cows, burned them down. That was a great episode. That was, and um, and, I, see, and as this is another thing where um, another storyline. Like I think Daenerys' storyline has been a little too long, mm-hmm. but I think now that you you know where she's going, it's like okay, this is this is like it's kind of worth it because I think her story has been great. Um. And I, I I think Tyrion's story has been really yeah uh, yeah that whole storyline knows just because like he's learning he's learning to be it's all about everyone learn like those both of them learning to be leaders in in different ways like Tyrion learning that like not everyone follows his same moral code and that you can't trust everyone and he's he's always known that but like he. He thought he learned that even like when you incentivize someone to do something, they might not um, yeah. respond to it. Like because the the deal he made with the, the 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 masters was actually like a very like like it was astute. I mean, like yeah. he, he he was he, he went about it very smart, and it, it, it was it it worked for both sides. Even though, I mean, as like Grey Worm and Miss Sandai, they don't want to have to like slavery to continue but it's like it's a very diplomatic way to solve that problem and then even and even then it doesn't work mm-hmm. so it's like him coming to terms with like his power only extends as far as the dragons really you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean like because as soon as the dragons come back into play then everyone's bowing down to Daenerys and shit mm-hmm. and Daenerys had to learn how to be a leader just straight up like because Daenerys has so long been relying on her like Targaryen legacy and like the power of the dragons, but she's got to learn to be a leader in the sense that you it can't all be firm, putting your foot down type shit. Like it's got to be, and like that's kind of what she did with the um. Like everyone's not gonna be good behind you just because you're a Targaryen because yeah. Targaryen doesn't mean shit to the Dothraki. It doesn't mean shit to really want any anyone anymore because the Targaryens are pretty much all gone except for you. I mean, I mean, we know someone else who might be here. <laughs> well, who you know, that's a, now, but um, yeah, she really had to. Uh, she really had to start from the bottom, and she faced so many failures. You know, so many times, and she had to go back, and then she had to go back to uh, the Dothraki. You know, it's 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 great. It's a great story of how you know she just she just keeps getting crushed or um, defeated, and setbacks and all these things keep happening, but she just persists, and I think she finds the right crew finally to. And to it's, stand behind and it's perfect her, I mean. because she's got like the the firm power, and Tyrion's got like the diplomacy of it, and that's a perfect blend. And it's also if she doesn't go through all this stuff, she's gonna she would go to she would she would, like say she went to she flew to Westeros two seasons ago. She'd just get she'd have the power of the dragons, but she wouldn't have any support on the ground. You yeah, know what I mean, like she'd fall right into the game. Basically, yeah, it's like, and then once somebody <laughs> might have. If somebody found a way to take out your dragons, you've got nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now she's got, she's got like 
she's got support in more ways than just the name or like she's people aren't just allying with her. Some people are allying with her like the like the Dornish and whatnot because they the don't Tyrells. like the Lannisters. Yeah. But the other people are are aligning with her because they believe in her power as a leader and that's something she had to learn how to be more than just a name. Mm-hmm. So that was good. What else has happened? Um I guess we talked about the Battle of Bastards episode. So I thought that was like yeah, it was so we just talk about how like we were wondering how they were going to top the episode because it was so so good. Um, I well, well, first thing I was surprised that it wasn't all Winterfell stuff in the episode. I mean, it was it was it was it was it was, it was an it was a uncharacteristically long episode in terms of like it was like an hour, hour five or some shit. Mm-hmm. But um, because the way the previews from the previous episode were, it's like they didn't show any anyone else. They yeah, only show like they only show people who were in like the north. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was uh, interesting, but like that episode was so good. Just um, with the uh, even though Ramsey ends up losing, I think he he's just a magnificent manipulator. Like, that dude is so fucking sinister. Like he just goaded in. Like they kind of they might have lost that fight, but they kind of probably could have won. Without the veil, if it wasn't for John, yeah, John being hot headed, and, and like it would have been much closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like they were getting slaughtered, yeah. and it, it could have been like just they would have got overwhelmed in the end. But because of John just running out there, they just got destroyed. But um, and I, I can't even blame John for it because who doesn't? Who wouldn't go after their brother? Yeah, you know what I mean? All like, shit that's and it's like that's him. just that's just the, the genius of Ramsey is that yeah. he's like. Of course he's going to come after his brother. But, like, somebody was saying on the line, like, he should have known that he was going to kill him. Like, Ramsey was going to kill him anyway. He's like, yeah, he was going to kill him. John was going up there to stop him from killing him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Yeah, he thought he had a shot. Um, I mean, even if he didn't, he still had to try. And then after he's seen him die right in front of him, yeah, of who's gonna just like, I'll let my brother die so we yeah. can win this battle. Like, no one's that. only person who's that cold in that show is, like, Stannis. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Stannis would be like, let him, let him burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like just to like, or Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Ramsey. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That that was. Uh, it, I I really love how they did the battle. Also, they made it very realistic. It felt like you were actually in the action. It was so the visceral, way they had dude. It. Like when yeah. when John goes out there and then uh, they're doing both sides of shooting. Uh, have their archers shooting arrows back and forth, and then he finally tells them to charge, <laughs> and John's standing in front. And then the horses clash. It's so like you can feel the yeah. impact. Like it's like what the fuck is yeah. happening? It was so yeah. so powerful. Like like and then like and then the way John's spinning around, he doesn't know like and that's that's fucking something you don't ever think about those types of battles is um you don't know where once once the two sides collide, you don't know where the enemy's gonna be coming from. You know yeah, I mean? so it's, you, it's you a three sixty battle really yeah. at that point. It's like and and that was another thing about like. John is a tremendous swordsman, but like he he had lost, he was losing a couple of those fights because just because just from sheer um, fatigue and like I said, you don't know where the, the enemies come from, so you you could be the best swordsman in the world if someone sneaks behind you, someone sneaks behind you. Yeah, or if a horse tramples you. Yeah, he's like, like yeah, there's a couple of times when he got saved by a horse just running yeah. someone over, and it's like it's that's a part <laughs> of that's a part of fights. It's just like some luck's got to play into <laughs> yeah. it. And then they did that kind of like. Saving Private Ryan moment where he was talking to the guy and then he got shot in the middle of talking to him. He got yeah. hit with the arrow. You know? 
Yeah, that was uh, that was a great scene, and I really love how they pile the bodies up the way they did. Dude. Just because I'm I'm such a big fan of history and old battles and stuff, and that's a lot of stuff. Even into World War One, it it got like that where you don't really see that ever portrayed on on television with no, yeah, he's, body he's, piles. He's always, like, like there was always stories about like the Civil War where just yeah, like, same thing, yeah. mountains of bodies. Yeah, and like you're fighting on top of your fucking, and then like people are still like. People are still alive. Like everyone's not dead. It's yeah. Just a oh, sword yeah. touches their body. Like people are down there with like the like the one guy they showed with the guts hanging. Yeah. Out, like, fuck. That was most people probably. And then yeah. Jon Snow almost gets trampled. And there's a moment where you you don't know. I I honestly was like he might die here. I mean it's yeah. possible. Maybe they'll bring him back again. I mean who knows? With this show, you really don't know. You think you know it, and then they throw things in to fuck with you. Yeah. It's so. like what a way to lose. I mean. Not lose. What a way to die is to not even yeah. be killed by the enemy, but to be, to be trampled by your own men <laughs> yeah. who are trying to flee the battle. You know what I mean? You or know, you know just, who you saw some of those guys later too. Like, yeah, like dick, you're yeah, fucking you, stepped fucking, you me. Stepped, you, you heard me. me, man. You heard I had me. my hand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that um oh man, and then there there's the scene. Well, I guess we can get into the the knights, the knights of the Vale coming at the last moment. Now, I was I thought about this. Um, do you think that that Sansa didn't say anything because she wasn't sure that Peter was going to show up at the last minute, and she figured, you know, let's just see what happens. You know, I, I think that's got to be it. And this is why, because when she tells John before the battle, when she's like, "You got to wait, maybe you should wait for her to get to more men," he's like, "There are no more men," and then she's just silent. Because like, if she knew they were coming for a fact. She would definitely tell him because why would she lead him out to the slaughter? To slaughter? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if she knew they were coming, she would just wait. I don't think she had gotten word. I think she sent the letter and then just was, like, hoping. Yeah. And she didn't get word back. Because otherwise. Yeah, because she knew. She even says, we're not getting taken hostage. She goes, I'm, I'm dying. I'll yeah. kill myself. Like, she, she had no. She, she wasn't confident that they were coming because otherwise she would say, dude, mm-hmm. the veil's coming. Just wait, wait it out. Yeah, wait a Because, minute. like, yeah, why would you. Like. Even even playing the hero card, you wouldn't want to sacrifice that many men because <laughs> yeah. even if you can't be sure that the people that you want to save, with her that being John, it or won't die in yeah. the time it takes for them to get there. So I think I think she definitely didn't know for sure because there's like there's no incentive for her to do that. Um, and like, I knew the veil was coming, but like the, even like so that's that's one of the things the show does well is even when you know. What's gonna happen? Um, they display it in such a way, like so. The way the the Bolton army they like horseshoe, tra- uh, yeah, tra- horseshoe and trap them into that that space, and then they just keep closing in, closing in, closing in. And then the way when the veil comes in, they they just come around that horseshoe and just like <laughs> yeah. the horse, like. The horses, man! Like the way they directed with the 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 the, the choreographed this battle was fucking. Out you know of how this they world. show the guys out front charging. Yeah, you know they're just like you could see in their eyes, like they're just ready to smash some things. I yeah, mean, yeah, it was. Uh... Just like just kind of like bowling through that fucking circle, like yeah. layer by layer. It yeah. was fucking incredible. Yeah, it really was. And then you see. Littlefinger and Sansa kind of sitting there, and Littlefinger has that look on his face, yeah. you know, like, there we go. Like, yeah, that fucking smug look. guy, man, I don't, yeah, that's another thing. I, I really don't know where to stick him. I mean, it, he made his intentions clear, which are pretty cool, but I'm wondering now if he's going to be kind of the villain, uh, you know, I don't know, if he's going to remain kind of neutral or. I think he's definitely going to be the, uh, the villain. Sitting back. Just, villainous. 
just because I saw because he basically killed Ned. I mean, you know, people yeah, yeah, people like, always kind of like forget that. Yeah, people fact, always kind of put know? it on Cersei's <laughs> shoulders or Joffrey's shoulders. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe he didn't think Ned was going to die, but he knows that Joffrey's such a wild yeah, card. Yeah, he set him up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like, even if, like you said, even if he didn't know for sure he's going to die. He bribed the city watch, like, I mean. You could still go to jail for conspiracy. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, um, because that's always a possible outcome, you still got to put that on his fucking, on his shoulders. I think he's going to be villainous because... I don't even want, I kind of want to save the finale talk for later, but I got to get into it. Just like, so the scene when all the Northern Lords yep. um, kind of proclaim John King in the North. And by the way, to what Liana uh, Mormont again, no, uh, is it? No, it's not Liana, right? Yeah, is it, it Liana Mormont? Yeah, she killed it again in that fucking scene, calling out all the other 10 year old girl, calling the, out. Ari's my favorite character. She's number two. Yeah, like, yeah. She's just magnificent, dude. Yeah. She's incredible. I just I love that kid so much. And <laughs> yeah. to put that kind of um I mean there's a lot of child actors on the show, but just like they just gave that kid so much to put so much faith in that kid's like ability to like sell that scene and she sells sells it yeah, perfectly. Yeah. But yeah, so I think Littlefinger does like Littlefinger's I think his um his plans had in mind that he didn't think the Northern Lords were going to get behind him. Because, like, here's the mm-hmm. thing. Sansa can turn down his his um, his um proposition of, like, marriage and shit and them sitting on the top of, top of the Iron Throne together. Because, uh, but he still has the leverage because he has the men. He has yeah. all the, the Veiled Soldiers. But once Jon gets the Northern Lords behind him, he doesn't have that leverage anymore. He mm-hmm. like Because up until that point, Winterfell is quote unquote the Starks, but it's really the Vales like to to control because they have the men, they have the men. because they had like eighty men left yeah, from yeah. uh yeah from the, the from who's fighting on uh John's side, so he could easily just take them all out and it would be but now that he has the Northern Lords, it's still not as, probably probably not as many men as the Vale, but it's enough that he can't exercise yeah, he can't just authority do it. over them yeah. in the way. So I think that was like a wrench in. And Littlefinger's plans is like shit. All right, now I gotta kind of get back to the drawing board in my schemes because, like, like I said, I can't, I can't exercise my authority over these these guys anymore because my fucking uh, my fucking men aren't enough. Um, yeah. So then, so we talking about okay, the battle of the best. Oh, so yeah. So then the scene. I love when John calls out Ramsey, just like, "Hey, just fight me right now, and then we don't have to kill all these men." And he's like, "Like, I could do that." But I'm not. He's like, yeah, I mean, it's a smart move. Like, he was definitely going to get slaughtered. Yeah, and then the way they showed um, uh, Little John get it, that was, that was Tormund just, like, ripped his yeah ripped his neck off. That was pretty cool. I was, you know, you, so you know what? The scene when. It was such a low point. You know, when Ramsey sends his soldiers forward and Small John Umber steps up and he's like, who controls the North? We do. Blah, 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 blah. I could have sworn that was going to be when the Umbers turn on Ramsey. Because yeah. I was like, I was hoping the entire, like, ever since yeah, I, I was going to say that too, to the yeah. show, yeah. I'm like, okay, even though they, like, he's got Rick on, he might have killed Summer, this is all a scheme. Like, this is all a scheme to get. Yeah, because like, he never knelt. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's going to, oh. he's going to turn on 
um, he's going to turn on Ramsey, and he never did. I was like, and that was kind of what made me think. Well, that's that's what kind of solidified the fact that the veil was going to show up. Mm, yeah. Like because before I was like it was up in the air because I always thought the the umber double cross was always in play. Once it wasn't in play, I was like, okay, the veil's got to show up. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh shit, now they're fucked. Cause I was yeah. like, I was like, that was the perfect time to do it. I mean, it's great that they didn't do it for like either way. It works narratively. Yeah, I just yeah. would have thought it would be like that would have been a fascinating moment for him to do it. And I, it just it just hurts that like this guy really went to the dark side. Yeah, I know. Really, yeah, the whole time I was the same thing. I was holding out hope. Dude, I was. And fucking, then once he ran in, I'm like, I guess there's no more hope anymore. Yeah, I was fucking worried <laughs> for Tormund, dude. I was like, yeah. do not kill. I'm fucking destroyed that they killed one one dude. Like, yeah. I'm hurt. Like, I'm upset because he's the last giant. Yeah. He's the last giant. The last. And I'm like, he went out like, like, like a fucking, so valiantly. Yeah. But it's like he's the last giant in the world, and he fucking they killed him. And then Ramsey, and Ramsey's the one who fucking Ramsey, dealt the yeah, final course. blow. And then, yeah, oh man. Yeah, I was like, I was like, they're not gonna kill Tormund, dude. Please don't let this happen. And then he fucking rips his throat out. Yes. Um, love that scene when uh the veil shows up and like John's like okay the veil's gonna clean this up and he just fights Ramsey across the battlefield like yeah <laughs> yeah, so yeah and, and then Ramsey's they chase like, him uh let's let's just get out of here let's just go back yeah. to the castle and I love when they they show Sansa watching on the battle and she sees uh one one and she sees John and whoever it looks like it could be Torben running yeah she's well like, yeah it is but she kind of like what you see like the way they're running ahead of everybody it kind of also reminds me of Lord of the Rings a little bit the way like they would show Legolas or Aragorn yeah going after people you know yeah I love, I love the perspective of like everyone's watching everyone on the yeah, battlefield yeah and then fucking i love when he's like they can't get in here we got the men and fucking like, <laughs> yeah. one was like ah, i got i got an answer for that yeah he was like so confident right up until the end these dogs won't hurt me you know yeah Look, there's i think i caught something though a little bit of a mistake um because okay so when sansa and yeah I mean, she it, was never there when yeah, he she says was never her there, dogs yeah but i mean he's john could have told her uh, yeah uh, uh, i said i was that's always yeah. my um my kind of no prize for yeah that was kind of funny you haven't fed your dogs in seven days They're yeah starving. how do you know yeah we were telling each other secrets <laughs> um yeah i just love like one one just fucking shaking the whole castle breaking down <laughs> yeah. that fucking gate He's like, shit. And right. then he gets the spear in his hand, and he just rips, rips his hand. And I'm like, oh, I think he's gonna, this isn't going to go well for this guy. I mean, he's, yeah. And then you see him with all those arrows. You know, you know he's going to die, but you didn't think, yeah, that was that was crazy. That shit hurt, man. Yeah. Especially because like John's trying to get that last moment with him, and he yeah. just like, boom. Typical Game of Thrones fashion. Nope, sorry. I just, I love, I love Ramsey's overconfidence. Like you said, to the last moment, because even when John, so the soldier, uh, when um, the wildlings and John have, have entered Winterfell, yeah, and he's surrounded, gates, and he's like, and then they start kind of taking out all of the the Bolton soldiers, and Ramsey's got a chance to do anything. He could just like kill John. He could have just like sent an arrow at his leg to kind of wound him, and then he he keeps shooting at him, just like playing around. He's like, "Oh shit, he's here now!" Like he he's, <laughs> he's playing this game all the way to the yeah, last moment. Them, yeah. And then even then, because there's a point when he's beating him up, and you can see him smiling, like when he's like just smashing his face, and he's like you can see him just start smiling. And he's like, "This guy doesn't care," and like he he yeah. still thinks he has the upper hand, and he just didn't. And it was it was it was great to finally see this dude lose. Yeah, lose basically control. Yeah, like, lose yeah. control. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's been, been in control, control of everything. Yeah. But it, it's it, you're right. It seemed like he didn't care right up until the end. Once he realized he was about to get eaten by the dogs, and he kind of like, changed when, his tune. Because even when 
he knew he was gonna die when he's like, um, yeah, like, like I guess is this, he's like, is this how I'll be staying now? He's like, oh, I guess not. Not for long, yeah. He, and he knows he's gonna die, but he didn't think he'd ever die in that fashion. I think he, I think he wanted wanted Sansa to have to kill him herself just so he can like it's kind of one of those things like i turned you evils yeah. thing but it's like mm-hmm. he never would have expected that her his his own dogs his own fucking and, and he should have known it because he's in that area he's in the kennel yeah but he just never saw it coming yeah plus he's a fucking douchebag killing everybody with dogs what do you think was gonna happen yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah, this <laughs> no, is yeah, perfect yeah. retribution it was a good it was a good way to go out for him definitely and a lot of people online were where didn't expect they expected like winterfell uh they expected like they expected Ramsey to survive the battle and like have they would have to team up with like John would have to strike a um, truce with him for some reason in order to fight the White Walkers, but like like nah, Ramsey's gone. He's yeah, straight this up is gone. Game of Thrones. We yeah, uh, we killed people here. <laughs> um, so what, you know what I wanted to. Uh, Where's Ghost? Does anybody have any clue? Any uh, any ideas? That's a fucking or? great question. The only yeah, the only, only White Wolf I've seen is the fucking one on the. Uh, Stark banner. Yeah, that, fl- that was a great moment too to see those banners all on a pile. That was perfect. And yeah, then you see those Stark yeah. banner oh, come down. Just, um, and the white the way one. they just shoot it. Yeah. With no other background noise except the sound of the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the flag. Just yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And it, it's just a perfect way to end that battle. Just like <laughs> he beats the shit out of Ramsey, rolls over, and then you just the next scene they cut to. Yeah. Ah, perfect. Winterfell is back in the right hands. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I do. You th- maybe he stayed a castle black. I don't. I mean, that's, I think that's that's got to be it. I, I like. I. I know he's not dead. You know what I mean? Because like, they. That's got. That would be significant enough. I'm still upset that they've they've killed so many direwolves. I think it's is it only Nymeria and Ghost. Like, yeah. And it's like. I think that's there's a significance in terms of like because the direwolves are maybe like a representation of mm-hmm. the the Stark, um, Stark children themselves. But um, Rand's is Rand's is dead too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Summer's dead. Yeah, Summer died kind of in yeah, the, yeah, Summer only died in the, the TV fucking... show, but kind of like unceremoniously, just like a to give them an extra two seconds. I hated that too. Yeah, it was like you didn't have to kill. Yeah, yeah. I was so pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what. I, that's, just like you could have just threw a rock instead. There's so many other things they could have done. <laughs> or a, 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 a branch. I don't know. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that fucking. I just like because. I'd I'd like to speculate wildly though anyway, about the wolves. I think that they're gonna bring Nymeria back, and I think definitely in the books because they they talk about it a little bit too much about about this big giant wolf well, pack. I, I love that in the books. Yeah. That this was just because it's it's a uh, it's symbolic of the Starks. Gaining some steam, yeah. like getting back into like getting their revenge. It's like there's literally a pack of wolves marching th- from the north yeah. to the south and like killing everything in their path. Yeah. And that's fucking like it's kind of foreshadowing for for the Stark family, John, whatever. And you don't get that in the show, which is fine. You know what I mean? I, there's something the show's just gonna leave out. Uh, but I wonder if they're gonna bring it back, maybe for the big battle, you know? Against yeah, I Night think. And I would say, yeah. I, um, that would be. I, f- I feel like Ghost definitely has to feature in the yeah. fight against the White Walkers because it's a different type of battle. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to worry about horses. I mean, there's some horses, but most of the horses, like the only horses that were really present when the White Walkers fight were the ones that the Night King and his fucking lieutenants were yeah. were sitting on. The fucking dead horses. So uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think Ghost has to play into it, and I, and I, I would love to see Nymeria yeah. again. I just, yeah, I just feel like it's, it's upsetting that the Direwolves are being killed 
in the same reason why it's upset that one one is killed. A because I love one one just as a character, just because like he's kind of like he believes in John and he was like just valiant. And he's a great warrior, but also like he's he's a magical creature that people don't believe exists anymore, and he's gone. And he was the last of his kind. And we don't know any about any other direwolves. Like the rules that are running with Nymeria are just regular wolves, but. <clears throat> Nymeria was yeah. a direwolf, so yeah. and like to, to be killing off all these creatures is just—it just seems short-sighted, because even if they don't necessarily have to factor into the final end game of the show, I just feel like it'd just be interesting to still have this character around, like for for like this would never happen, but just like for some like for like people think the mountains is the biggest person they've ever seen and then you see like someone from someone from the south like King's Landing who finally sees like a, a one one like oh yeah. shit like they are real because like that was one of the fascinating things about Tyrion's character is him his ultimate as 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 learned as he is his disbelief in magic and and magical creatures and when he first sees that dragon when he goes when he's flying and when he's going when they're going through Valyria and he sees uh, yeah. a Viserion fly over and he's like holy shit <laughs> yeah. like Cause it's like, a they're real. B I was being short sighted. Like just, like there's and then cause it, it also plays into the fact that like no one believes that White Walkers exist. Only people who believe that White Walkers exist are people who've directly faced off with them. Like cause even like uh, people in the north who haven't seen them, who haven't faced them in battle yet, don't believe that they're necessarily real. Yeah. Well, I think maybe now that they. I mean, yeah. Now that that John's yeah. like, but I'm saying like, but yeah, prior, prior to, to that, this, yeah, yeah. no one like really like, yeah. believes it. Cause mm-hmm. even when the start of the show. The show literally like begins with a guy, a um, a Night's uh, a member of the uh, brother of the Night's Watch, uh, abandoning his post, running yeah, to Winterfell to because he's faced off, like he's because he's fleeing White Walkers and being killed by Ned because he's like you're a deserter and he's like nah man these are fucking yeah. they're real man they fucking yeah. I had to get out of here. I'm not becoming one of those. Um, it kind of makes me, you know, the way they're killing off all the magical creatures, the, it kind of makes me worried for the dragons in the long run. Oh, I think definitely two of those dragons are dying. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe even all of them. Maybe I just even feel all like in the long it, run. It, it's kind of like where they did, uh, to use an analogy again, like Lord of the Rings where they brought everything back to you know they got rid of all the magical creatures kind of at the end. I think yeah, I think I think the, I think the dragons definitely. I think because one of the I think one of the themes I don't know if it's a theme of the show, but I feel like this show is leading to a point where like you can't have a dragon in a <laughs> place where people live. Yeah, you know they kind of proved that a little bit earlier yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's just like it just can't because they you can't keep it in King's Land. Like if, if she if, if she gets the Iron Throne, which let's let's assume she is, it makes sense. She gets the Iron Throne. She can't keep it in the throne room. She can't keep it like she would have to keep it outside of the city. Yeah. Or just like and then like you can't give it like the free reign. I mean, she's got control over him to an extent, but it's like people just aren't gonna accept like, hey, there's a dragon flying around King's Landing, man. Yeah. Like, I was I was walking by the Red Keep the other day. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Shit, I was like, I don't go down yeah. there anymore. Yeah, people get nervous enough about pit bulls, never mind uh, dragons. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, they're definitely gonna have to. It's dragons are gonna play into the the whole White Walker thing because they can just take out a bunch. Yeah. At once, I wonder if Daenerys is gonna get learn how to make Valyrian steel, because that's that was the secret is that Dragonfire is like the key to Valyrian yeah. steel. Oh, I wonder, right, I wonder yeah. if she's gonna get like a, a bunch of Valyrian steel. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's been revealed on the show, but it's kind of just like, mm-hmm. um, 
like the worst kept secret about Valerian Steel, like in terms of like people who read the books and shit, is that the secret is it might be also some other sort of like blood magic, but people the assumption is it's um dragon fire because the place where it comes from, like Valeria and then like the Targaryens, they those people are all related to like dragons and shit. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if like she's gonna get like a bunch of uh a bunch of uh like Valerian steel swords made up or, or whatever. And I wonder, like, I want to see what happens when. Is she just gonna ride it? Like when, when, when if they get to King's Landing, or is she just yeah. gonna ride it? Is she, is she ever gonna fight? Like she's not gonna fight. Like she's not gonna get a sword and like. I, I know. Yeah, I don't see her. Just, like, on the dragon is. The yeah, only thing yeah. I, I think it's the most you know? you're ever gonna see. But it would be cool if she just got like. Yeah, a fucking... I love that scene at the end too because they show the ships and uh, when you go back, if you go back and look, you could see. You can actually see Tyrell colors and um, the, Dornish. the Dornish colors. Because somebody yeah. was like, um, somebody he's like, oh, somebody on Twitter said, um, oh, is, is um, Varys going to play both sides again? It's like, how did you not read? How did you not read that scene as yeah. him aligning the Tyrells and the Dornish with, um, with Daenerys? Like, how did you like? There's no other way to read that scene in my mind because just from what the words she says, um. Uh, Olan and Tyrell's like telling off the Sand Snakes, which is a magnificent scene. Loved it. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then she yeah. says, "Blood and fire," which are the the house words of the Targaryen. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you not like? Yeah. Like, she just said those words from because, like, what if if she's not aligning with if she's not aligning with the Targaryen, and specifically if she's not aligning with Daenerys, where's the blood and fire going to come from? Because the the the, um, the Dornish have no men. Yeah. Like, and it, and it, if they do, they don't have enough to face. Anyone in King's Landing? Yeah, they got they have the whole Lannister army, which you know they showed was yeah, well they have the City Watch now they have the land because Jamie Jamie's back so they have the whole Lannister army. And the only thing I could think to myself was man they the you know these people have no idea what the fuck's coming for them. Yeah, but I'm interested to see because you know how they showed when the Mad King fell and Tywin came in and looted and plundered and raped and murdered, uh, you know, and. Daenerys, her whole storyline is basically she's against that, and unless she gets really mad, obviously. But um, you know, with with, with Tyrion there, hopefully they can keep her reined in. But I wonder how how they're gonna go about that. I'd love to. So um, that's interesting because uh, you know um, <clears throat> when Daenerys goes into the House of the Undying and she has that vision of herself in King's Landing, but there's snow falling. Mm-hmm. There was a theory online where that's not snow; it's ash, and like mm-hmm. she kills the king's land and she burns it down. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, I think that's one of the interesting about things about Daenerys is her having to battle with her Targaryen lineage in the in the sense that, um, like, her her people have a have a history of being ruthless. Heartless killers, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just, conquerors. Yeah, I want to see like, just her having to fight against that in order to be a good, a good leader. Yeah, I, I think it's great that, as you said before, she had such a long storyline. But I really believe that to be believable as a good leader, she would have to go through all that, that stuff just to yeah, because like you know, just to not have it handed to you. Yeah, because she wouldn't be able to do it right. Yeah. Every because you you see that across the board, there's there's very few there's very few people who can handle the responsibilities of the crown. Like Robert Baratheon was a terrible king. 
Yeah, he just partied. Good man up to a point until he started like, you know, I mean, even beyond the whoring, I'm just talking about like he was totally behind the killing of the Targaryen baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like not behind it in terms of like he he didn't uh, um he didn't request for it to happen like he didn't uh command it but when when like him that was always one of him and Ned's big arguments is that he supported that yeah. and Ned's like these are fucking kids man like, yeah. like you can't do that and he's like no fuck that so, yeah, like, um, and, and I love the way Ned says to him, "Are you you're afraid of a couple kids? You know, or especially when he gives the order to to go after Daenerys, like you're afraid of a twelve year old girl or whatever. You yeah. know, like, come on, I thought you're this great warrior. I mean, like, like when you look at the show, like probably the best leader in all of the show was Stannis, just like in terms of like pure military minded, yeah. uh, doing things for the greater good and shit. And then even Stannis was a great leader, but he was he was a I don't even say a bad person. He wasn't likable, and likable goes a long way in terms of being a good king or like people wouldn't have been behind Stannis just because he was such a curmudgeon. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he had no gray area. Everything with him was just so yeah, black it was, and white. Yeah, you know? and he's got he's got to have some yield. Stannis has no yeah. yield. So, uh, all right. So <laughs> we talked about Arya. We talked about what about Jamie? We could talk about uh, also Mr. Jamie. Another thing I'm upset about was. And this is a this is a symptom of this entire season, and it goes back to <clears throat> my issue with the Three Eyed Raven, the Blackfish. You get the Blackfish back, mm, yeah, total mm. badass character, and then you kill him two episodes later. It's like, what the fuck? Like all these great characters that you haven't seen in forever, you bring them back and then you eliminate them, and it's like it functions for the story in terms of like James kind of got to roll through the situation to get back to King's Landing. But just I just feel like there's another way you could go because like it could have been anybody at that point mm-hmm. because it's just like this legendary dude like even Walter Frey kind of talks about it's like the, the the big bad blackfish and it's like he's gone just like that and then, then they never show him die though I mean it, that's the only other thing but like I I just hate I hate those kind of misdirects too yeah uh, I mean it, it worked with the hound. Very well. I don't think I, we didn't even talk about the hound because we didn't yeah, do the episode. Yeah, we didn't talk about that either. And that was one of the things. One of the things I liked about the finale, and one of the things I liked about the the hound episode, was they did some things, um, in terms of uh, they broke the formula of how they do some of the show in order to make the episodes. Like they did a a fucking cold open for the Hound episode, which mm-hmm. never happens. And it was perfect. And I was like, I, I, I kind of wish they would do that more because they did that with the, the finale in terms of, like, some of the way they, like, they, the the pace of the direction and, um like, the, the music was different than how they usually do it and it, and it, and it enhanced the, um or, like, even, like, the Hard Home episode or the, the Attack on the Wall from the Wildling versus the Night's Watch episode, like, those are the episodes when they break the, 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 the structure of the show and it's like, okay, we're just going to only be in this one location for the entire runtime of the episode. And that's always something that, like, even the episodes are good without that just because, like, the battles are well uh, choreographed and the story is good. But it's just like, I think, like, when they play around with that, it's always a, it's always plays for a much more interesting uh Yeah. Experience. Yeah, I love, I love the way they brought the Hound in. They, they kind of... Brought him to almost a human again, <laughs> and, and then they just 
butchered everybody. So it's they they brought him kind of um, you know to where you could he was starting to be like a normal person and he was interacting yeah, it with was, people. It's similar to the Jamie, um, the development of Jamie as a character where. You hate this. You hate Jamie after episode one when he pushes Bran out of a tower, and then he becomes sympathetic. And it's like where you'll never quite forgive these characters for what the atrocities they've committed in the past. I think one of the good things about <clears throat> Game of Thrones, or just a song Ice of Fire in general, is that they you get to see the humanity in all these characters. There are very few characters who are firmly good or evil. Yeah. Like even Stannis as firmly as in terms of like his, his um, heart opinions on black and white, he like, he had love in his heart for his daughter and his mm-hmm. wife, but he, he was so goal oriented and like, so one track minded that he wouldn't ne- like, he didn't allow himself to be that. But like he, like he wasn't just like a mean guy. He, he was a yeah. mean guy, but he wasn't just that. And like no one, there's very few characters who are just that. And like, even the ones who are, I'm interested if we see if we're going to explore that more. Like the Night King, I wonder if we're going to get a chance to explore the the creation of the Night King in terms of like what drove him to be like what 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 are what is the goal of the White Walkers? You know, what I mean, we don't know that. We just know that this is like the ultimate evil in terms of yeah. like because are they evil really? Like, like you can assume they're evil, but we only think they're evil because we're seeing this from the point of view of humans. And we want the characters that we know, even like, even if you don't like Cersei or you don't like uh, any of the Lannisters or whoever, you don't want to see the White Walkers destroy all humanity. So yeah, you're, so you're, you're on the side, people. you're automatically on the side of the the POV characters. That's how just how that's just how film and TV works. Like, mm-hmm. if you're watching a movie, it could be a stone cold killer, but if you see him in the first scene in the in the in the, in the movie shot from that person's perspective. You're kind of on that person's side for the entire runtime, so it was like I want to see if we're gonna ever explore, like how the night the, the the White Walkers came to be and what their motives are and like mm-hmm. who the Lord of the Light is and who like the the other like you know what I mean the other God is like I, I'm interested because like those are the only characters who are just firmly evil other mm-hmm. than like Euron Greyjoy I think is pretty pretty much yeah. purely evil yeah Ramsey um, is pretty evil yeah but there's very few. This is just humanity. So back to the Hound. It's just like what drives him to become humane. I mean, to become a human again is like just. I think the Hound was never. He committed some acts of it, but he was never really into it for violence for the sake of violence. Like he, he followed orders. Like when he killed Hot Pie or whatever and shit like that, following uh, <clears throat> Joffrey's orders. But I think. I think he's kind of lost that. Just once he left King's Landing and also just moving forward, he just he's not that same guy anymore. Yeah. And then even if he was that kind of guy before, just see like this group of religious people. He didn't even believe in the religion, but just the fact that they weren't bothering anybody and they're just like trying to stake their own corner of the world. And then these he fucking keeps themselves, yeah. yeah. And these fucking idiots just come in and just slaughter him. He's like, yeah. nah, this this won't stand. And I, I think it's a good story. It's a good. Um parallel because what I, I forget the guy's name who's the septon um the they, they no the the septon that they kill he's only in for the one episode he's uh oh uh ian mcshane's character ian mcshane's character yeah yeah uh, he talks it, about it like carl or something i yeah, can't remember yeah. <laughs> good to see you i was carl. i was shocked that they killed him yeah not even because like 
Just because it's Ian McShane. Like you just put him in for one episode because like there was there's a lot of talk in the um in pre production for this season about him being a part of this season and I thought he was gonna be Aaron Dampair or Dampfair, whatever how you pronounce it. Um the Greyjoy's other brother, like Euron mm-hmm. and uh Balon and what you call it's uh, other brother, the mm-hmm. one who's the the priest, like the the drowned god priest. Mm-hmm. I thought that's who he's gonna be and he wasn't and then I was like, Oh shit, he's gonna kill him. But what were you saying? I'm sorry, I just fucked <laughs> Oh up. no no. Um I think I I love the parallel how he tells a story about how he had to as a soldier, he had to kill that boy in front of his mom, and and they also has to talk with the hound about gods and religion and how you know it's all just what if it's all just one you know we're just looking for happiness or whatever and so then and then he also you know then he tells that story about how he kills that kid and you see the hound so the hound kind of he sees that maybe there is redemption for me you know just because I was a total piece of shit dirtbag and killed kids you know I can still do something and then everyone gets slaughtered. But then he runs into the Barrack. Uh, Barrack Dondarrion. Barrack Dondarrion. And, uh, you know, which is another great scene. That was one of my- Oh, I love that. When he was just deciding how many he gets to kill. Yeah, and shit. that was, oh, man. I like that scene a lot, too, because when I found out that those guys were from the Brotherhood and then they killed <clears throat> that village, <clears throat> I was, very I was upset. upset because, yeah. like, this is not the Brotherhood's uh, way of life at all. Like, this is kind of a betrayal of what we know about these um these guys so the fact that these the two was it two guys three guys that that committed that act were kind of renegades and weren't really following the brotherhoods i was i was i was glad that we got to have this scene where like barrack's like nah they weren't with us at all man yeah we're gonna gonna kill them anyway (laughs) and then he's trying his boots on or he's right when he's oh yeah yeah the one guy's choking and he's hanging and uh, that was just great you're getting old. This guy's not, and he kicks the stool out. <laughs> oh man, it was a great little bit of comic relief there, at the cost of those, of those thieves, those road thieves that they were. Those fucking rogues. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I've always, I was, I've always been interested in what that, um, that Septon was saying about what if it was all the same God. Yeah. Just in real life, like I mean, like that's just an interesting way to look at it. It's like it's. Probably all just the same thing. It's just people came from different parts of the world and yeah. just see things like have different perspectives. But I, I, I'm fascinated with his character because I love, I love religious figures who are a little more down to earth. Like yeah. they don't take it so literal. Yeah, and he was, and he's also like he still curses and he still does. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's a human, and that was one of my things why I didn't like. I've expressed my dislike for the High Sparrow. Who's that? <laughs> hey, remember when that guy was a threat? Remember that whole thing? When... I was obsessed by dislike for him because he was so totalitarian, and he like he definitely had a motive. Like he like yeah, and like even if it wasn't like a sinister motive, I think he had an ego that he he had an ego, and he would never admit that he had an ego. But like, and that's that led to his downfall because the scene. I mean, I'm I'm fucking. It sucks that Marjorie had to die because she was the only one who saw through yeah. what Cersei was doing. And what she said was just just right. Like, when he says um, she'll be punished whether or not she's here or not, and he's like, the fact that she recognizes the significance of not showing up and she's still not here means that she doesn't care about the punishment. Yeah. I mean, she has another plan. And he's he's so – he's got so, so much arrogant, ego. He's so yeah. confident in the power that he's garnered by being the High Sparrow and the power – 
you know what I mean? Like, of, of the power of everyone, everyone else. Fake he, militant he, he all those Yeah, he doesn't think for one second that she would ever. I mean, no one thought for one second that she. Like, I mean, obviously people. Speculate, yeah. Like, audience members yeah. knew that, like, that was that was always in play. But but who in King's Landing yeah, no would King's think like, that's a possibility? Would never do you know? Like, that crazy. Yeah, or they wouldn't even know about Wildfire, a lot yeah. of them, you know? So, I mean. So, um, and, like. That plays into him, but like no one ever expected that. But even him specifically, he just he just felt like he had all the cards. Once he got Tommen on his side, he 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 just knew he was yeah um, unstoppable, and that was his downfall. So I guess that just allows us to just get into the finale. Like we talked, danced around it. I just wanted to like yeah. kind of lead up to it. Yeah. Um, like I said, probably my favorite episode of the series. I mean, there's a number of great ones. I mean, it's a great show. Hard Home, uh, Battle of the Bastards is a great one. It's probably not my favorite, but I think Hard Home and uh, and uh, even the season one finale. I mean, episode nine when uh, Ned get, gets yeah. killed. Just because I love that episode because Ned, just it's like Ned's right, and it's it just sucks that he has to. Red Wedding is also a great episode, but Ned is right, and he he loses anyway, and it's like and it's. <clears throat> The showrunners do a great job of playing with your expectations. You see, like, the tide starts to kind of turn for Ned, and he's getting everyone on his side, and he thinks he's got it all, and then it just, it just mm-hmm. snaps away. And that's, that happens with uh, all so the time. Just it what happens you described with, John's, with the Septon, same thing. Yeah, yeah. it happens yeah. with everyone. Yeah. Every, time, every time someone gets confident, or even like, because, like, Ned wasn't arrogant with his confidence. He was just like, he, he kind of was. Had his he's trying to do has, the right thing. Yeah, also. he had his suspicions confirmed, and he was yeah. like ready to to make act, take action with it. And it happens to everyone. It happens to John with the when he gets killed by the, the Nice Watch. It happens yep. to fucking um, Rob Stark. It happens like it, it happens. Yeah, it's, it's happened a very to Cersei. It's happened to everyone. Theme, like yeah. every time someone gets kind of, they just snatch that away. I thought that was so. I thought that was so well done. But um, this episode. Like I said, so when I was talking about like how they play with the format of the show, and like or like the 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 conventions or the formula of it, one of the things I've been talking about with a couple of my friends is like the piano score that they do for Cersei's scenes, like in King Landon, is fucking magnificent. And they never really use that much piano on the show, and mm-hmm. piano and cello, and that's and it's like it just it sets the tone so well for those scenes, and like it's such a good score because it could be usually. The use of piano can can ham it up in terms of like it'll make it too melodramatic, but it's just it's, they strike just the right balance. And then like the the way it's kind of like an all business thing. Like Cersei's getting yeah. dressed, mm-hmm. the, the king's getting dressed, the the high sparrows getting dressed. And it's like they just set it up so and like it's um no words, people, you know. Yeah, that's... it's very yeah very little dialogue, and they set it up so well in terms of uh, suspense. A lot of people have, uh, who reviewed this episode online, like Alan Sepwall and like uh, uh, a couple other people <clears throat> online, is one of the the old Hitchcock adage is like, "What's more more effective, showing having a bomb just go off in a scene, or knowing a bomb's going to go off, like showing the bomb and then having the audience know, but not the characters, and like that creates suspense because you like if you have a bomb go off, you get 15 seconds of excitement. If you have a bomb under the table, you have 15 minutes of yeah. suspense. And and they did a really good job with, is it going to happen, is it not? Is, yeah. is Lancelot going to stop it, is he not? Because 
being that it's Game of Thrones, it's it's not predictable at all. So you, I mean, there's you know, but you, so you don't know. It could have they could have stopped at the last minute. Some people could have escaped. I thought maybe Marjorie yeah, thought, was going to get out. I thought or Marjorie something. and like Loris were probably going to make it out. Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was so magnificent. Just like tonally, I just I I don't think there's ever been a better exhibition of like mastery of tone in that show. Like like just even the scene when. Uh, Quiburn calls Pike gets Pizzo comes to his yeah. chambers and just that like was brutal and he just just like so he puts him at ease and then he he's like I, I'm not here to do you any harm I'm kind of here to just kill you like you know what I mean yeah. and then he just like switches he puts him at ease and then he kills him and it's like it's just so well done when like the way they direct it they show the kids pulling out the knives and they just oh man it's just so yeah. so good and just like Cersei or like the scene when when Tommen's about to exit his chambers to go to the trial, and then the mountain just puts his hand out like, no, nah, not today. Yeah, <laughs> do, now that's what I was thinking about. Do you think that the mountain basically killed all the Kingsguard right there, or do you think they just kind of, you know, turned them? Uh, maybe, you know? maybe or maybe not. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, you know, like, because it was – and that's another thing, because they showed the Kingsguard, but they didn't show if it was new guys. They just had the faith – uh, yeah, star. Uh, um, yeah, I didn't, so. even, I didn't even think about that. That's a good. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I um, I thought for a second like, oh, is he gonna just straight up kill Tommen? Yeah, but he's like, no, nah, he's just not. You don't want to go to this trial. Yeah, man. You, you, listen, um, stay here. Uh, and then like, let's order some pizza. <laughs> I, was, I felt so bad for Loris when they carved the fucking. Yeah. Um, well, that's the shitty thing. The guy confesses. He confesses. He gets carved, he gets, and, and then, then he, he dies, dies anyway. Couldn't you blow it up two minutes earlier? Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, save me the fucking. Yeah, Jesus. And pain. Yeah. Um, you know, I I love how Cersei and Quiburn's plan totally plays like once again it plays on the arrogance and confidence of the Faith Militant because I think there would have been a thing. Somebody said online like, "Oh, how come Lancel didn't do a better job of blowing out those candles?" I think somebody was like, "That could have just been a false trigger. Like it was going to blow up anyway." Because yeah, that, yeah. Like, that kid could have just came back with the torch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm but, sure that's what. If it didn't go off, they probably would have yeah, been like, "Yeah, just blow it up anyway." <laughs> but I think it plays on like the faith. Like they knew Lancel was going to follow that kid because he wants to be the one to put a stop to whatever little plan this kid's got. Mm-hmm. Or because he knew. He, he knew this kid must have been acting under someone else's orders, and he could have just he he could have just went back inside and said everyone needs to leave. But he wanted to be he wanted to be the one to put a stop to this, mm-hmm. and that's kind of his downfall specifically yeah. because, like we just said, the um the wildfire probably would have gotten set off regardless. But he probably could have saved some lives if he would have just went back in and said, or even even if he would have followed the kid and said get everyone out. Yeah, because this is clearly a trap. It's that arrogance is like, I'm like I've got power now. Yeah, he's just I, I a kid. Some, I'm yeah. strong. I yeah. Can, yeah, and I, I think that's just massively, just masterfully done. And then um, just the whole the the, the trial was very good. Just like seeing Marjorie, like she's going along with the trial. And she's like, okay, Loris is gonna do, it. and then she's like, oh shit, he's really gonna just straight up confess to all of it. And you kind of think like, oh maybe Marjorie, I mean maybe Loris has got a. Uh, a backup plan, like maybe yeah. he's just gonna fake the confession, and then he's like, no, he's really, he they've really broke him. I was like, I was, I was fascinated by that. Like they really yeah. broke Loris, 
And that's that leads that all leads into what you were just saying with the confidence because the fact that they broke Loris, he admitted it, and now he's part of it. You know, the Sparrow was just riding high. Yeah, he was just he'd yeah. never been. He's been, like, all right, bring on Cersei. And Cersei's like, yeah, Cersei's no, like all right. Yeah, yeah, once he broke, <laughs> like, he broke. He he got the king on his side. He yep. he believes that he broke Marjorie, um, which is like we kind of see that she was she was on board with it, but she was kind of like had she had some other ideas as well, but um. Once she get he gets lower, it's just like that's the icing on the cake. Like getting the king was the cake, mm-hmm. but getting Loris is like okay, I've I'm unstoppable. He's like hey, let's get Cersei in here and let's just wrap this thing up. And it's like, <laughs> and it just it's it just Marjorie's death reminds me of Ned's death where he, he starts to see it all falling apart, or like even like Catelyn Stark when she kind of sees it all falling apart, it's just a little too late. A little too she's late. Like, oh, yeah, the chain mail the, and the, the winds like, of Castamere. Fuck. Talking like, about the Red Wedding, if yeah, you guys aren't familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, they just, they, they're noticing the signs. Yeah. It's like, Cersei's not here. Tommen's not here. And like you said, Marjorie, she was on top of that shit. She knew it, and she tried to get out. And, and they, they just wouldn't fought. let her out. Like, like, okay, so even if that, once again, the arrogance of him, why wouldn't he just let her out? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't he just let these people leave? Worst case scenario, nothing happens, and he can just get Cersei back in here. Best case scenario, you save... I mean, that was a huge explosion because, like, even like you seen the scene when the bell gets yeah, tossed. That was so great. they might not, they might not have. Yeah, they probably. Everyone probably wouldn't live. Yeah. Somebody, somebody could have gotten away. Yeah. But you just make the attempt. You know yeah. what I mean? He just got so. It was just so good, just because like I knew that was in play. Like I was like after. There's been a theory online, like the Mad Queen theory, that Cersei was gonna go mad and try to burn down. And then when when the scene in the previous episode when she says to Quiver uh, like um remember that remember the remember the wildfire we've got stashed away like it shouldn't say wildfire but like remember that thing we talked about I was like oh <laughs> she's burning it down but they just did it so well like even though you knew that was probably gonna happen perfect yeah yeah just it was fucking and it, I'm like I'm just my bad no no go ahead go ahead I, just, I, was, I was just so somebody was talking about, it was an article about like how Loris died. I mean, it was just like how every gay character on Game of Thrones has died. It was like an article on um on Vulture, but I was just like, I just like it just made it really brings to the fortune. Like these people are really dead. Like I, I didn't, you just kind of don't think about the fact that Loras is dead when that scene happens because you're thinking about Marjorie, you're thinking about the Sparrow. Like she fucking really smoked everybody yeah. that she like. She's got no their got father. No, was yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Lannister was so, there. Yeah, everyone who was her enemy, ostensibly like. At least in that air, uh, in that part of the of the world, everyone is, that was threatening her yeah, immediately, yeah, also direct, yeah everyone who's an immediate threat to her is yeah. gone, and it's like wow, one foul swoop. Yeah, you just <laughs> turn the tables. That was crazy. Um, I forgot what I was going to bring up. Now I don't know. And then, uh, so then, um, oh, oh, I was I was just going to say um, something little, but it was it, it makes it very interesting when you rewatch it because when you see Cersei getting ready. You know, you, you're thinking to yourself the first time, you're like, oh, she's, you know, has her idea what she's going to do. But you don't know because you don't see the wildfire yet. She's getting dressed and yeah. you're thinking about she's going to go, what's, what's she going to do? And you kind of project this mindset onto her. But then when you watch it again, you're like, oh, she's preparing to barbecue all these people. Like, yeah, like she's crazy. And she's, <laughs> and she's literally dressed for a funeral. Yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah. She's, fucking, she's then, like, drinking wine. Yeah, like, it's going to be fireworks. And then, like, the dress she's wearing is kind of armor. You know what I mean? Like, it's got, like, um, yeah. it's the way it's designed. It's, it's, it's got, like, scales and shit on it. So it's, it's kind of like an armor. It's just, like, it's so good. And then. <laughs> 
I knew Tommy was gonna kill himself. Like, and it, they shot that scene so well, just leaving the camera on the window. Like once, they, like, oh, he's gone. Like yeah. once they left the camera there, they didn't move it. Like, yep, he's gone. Like, fuck, that's crazy. My friend was watching it on his phone, and he thought it froze because there was no sound. So yeah. he like restarted it and everything, and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> and then somebody, there's like a joke online. It's like, it's literally King's Landing now. <laughs> Zoom. Which is like that was so good, just because like. Some, somebody had a theory online was like Cersei would never had would have never had the guts to kill Tommen, but she knew that this could kind of lead to that. But yeah. I don't think she I don't think she really had ever expected him to do that. Like you know what I mean? Like I think she. No, she. she I she think, just, she, I think she didn't. I think she kind of overlooked Tommen's response yeah, to it. Yeah. And it's like I mean, but she had. She had already come to term with Tommen's death like so long before in terms of like the um the prophecy that said all her kids are gonna die. Mm-hmm. So she was uh I think Tommen like when she when Tommen died, she's like whatever. She's kinda just numb to it. Cause I think she knew she's gonna die, he's gonna die eventually, so she didn't care, but I don't think she like wanted him to kill himself. I think she, I didn't think she I didn't think she saw that coming at all. Yeah. It's well like, that's part of her flaw kinda. She does things without yeah, I like, mean, it was really her only move anyway, but you're right. She could have maybe been with him. You yeah, know? and it also, it's another, like, as much as it, it seems like a big victory, Cersei kind of fucked up, like, by, because even though she's got no enemies immediately, she's kind of, like. All she has is King's Landing, really. Yeah, yeah. she has got no allies. She's, she's got no potential allies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and. She doesn't have the support of the people at all. She got the support of the people just by virtue of she she has power, but she doesn't. She's not. She's not an elected queen. I mean, she's not like she. The people. She's not the. She's not. She's not a champion of the people. Yeah. People are just fear her, and fear is a powerful motivator. But when another, uh, when a challenger or usurper steps in, they will gladly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to turn. They're not to gonna that have person. any any allegiance to Cersei. I mean, I th- I feel like they were getting more religious anyway. It seemed like the Sparrow, obviously, his religion was sweeping the town. Yeah, he had a huge influence, and now she blew him up. So I'm sure they're not gonna be too happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I just um, it was funny uh when we when we came into your apartment uh, today was a good day. It was playing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. probably the song Cersei <laughs> listened to when she fucking got the crown put on her head. She's like, yeah, just yeah. wake it up in the morning. I think. Gangster, but if but the funny thing is, you know, she, you see her and she's very happy and smug and has her smile and she looks at Jamie. But when you think about it, what does she really have? She's doesn't have to worry about the faith anymore, but she still only really has King's Landing. I mean, yeah, and then she doesn't. Actually, I want to talk about the. Uh... Yeah, so so she doesn't have she doesn't even have Jamie on her side anymore. I think when Jamie. Returns from River Run, or the Twins. And he, when he comes back from the Twins, he's he's broke. Like he, I think he's, I think he's done with Cersei. Just in terms of, he did all that. To, like he was talking about in the previous episode when he was talking to Edmure, like he'll do anything to get back to Cersei. But as far as he's concerned, Cersei might have killed Tommen herself because. Yeah. He jumped out of a window. Yeah, like, it just, yeah. it's just, it just, there's no story she can tell because she's proven herself to be so ruthless. Like, th- there, 
there have been all sorts of acts committed by even by Jamie himself, like by pushing Bran out the window and shit, that have shown him to be a certain amount of evil, but he's also got a lot of goodness in him. And like somebody was somebody was saying online, the very the very same reason why Jamie killed the Mad King is the reason that is what Cersei just did. Yeah. He killed he the tried Mad King to, to prevent yeah. him from blowing up all of King's Landing <laughs> yeah. with wildfire. And then she didn't blow up all of King's Landing, but she just blew up a significant portion of people, including their own uncle and yeah. like so many people with wildfire. And it's like, he's, she's, she's become the thing he's always fought against. And, uh, like even in that scene, like he's not smiling when he sees her on the throne. He's no. like, yeah, he's, he's like, kind of like, fuck, like what have you become? Yeah, because like I said, for all he knows, she could have killed Tom and herself. And even if she didn't, even if he doesn't believe that, she de- he definitely believes that she led to his death. Yeah, and um, uh, like and just like the way she kind of like just burn his body, it just seems like she's trying to get rid get rid of evidence and like you know what I mean. Yeah, so, she's yeah. just done with it. Yeah, he's. I definitely see a conflict coming up in him. I think um, he's gonna kill her because there was. It's not in the show, but. In the book, the the full prophecy says in, the Valencar, which, stands for um, I think Lee's little brother, is gonna like choke the life out of. Her, like mm-hmm. that's how she dies or whatever, um, and people have always assumed it's gonna be Tyrion. Because he's the youngest brother, but it could totally be Jamie now, and it's especially because just the circumstances we just brought up about her destroying the sept and then also leading to the death, if not directly killing yeah their uh, son their son yeah he's gonna be it's gonna put him over the edge i i feel I really feel like he there might be something with him and Brienne. I know that sounds pretty crazy at this point but i think maybe moving forward i don't know she definitely loves him and i don't know it would be a weird kind of thing because the whole even in the books they just make her out to be this ugly person that everybody always hates and nobody loves her you know and you know what i always think about when <laughs> i see like when characters are described like that like that must that's gotta be really tough to accept that role like ad- audition for that role like, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so we want, we're looking for a really ugly person, yeah. very tall, huge, very kind of man. Like, like everybody like, makes fun of her. It's yeah, like, like yeah, Carrie it's a at weird, the prom. That's a weird. It's got to be tough to. Ex- I mean, she's she's got to be like thirty five or something. So she's she's old enough to have dealt with that. Yeah, yeah. and she's not, she's she's definitely not as unattractive as um the books describe her, but it's just like like hey. So there's this character, this very ugly character in these books, and we want you for the role. Like it's just gotta be tough to accept. Like like, oh wow, you want me to be this really ugly person? I mean, hey, you're getting paid well, so fuck it. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. No, it is kind of. I always think about that shit when it's like, oh, like when there's a character in a book <laughs> who's described as, or even in a script who's described as like this ugly or like unattractive person is like, yeah, I just got I just <laughs> got cast as the ugly person in this movie. We're casting Gollum, uh, Sean. Why don't you have a seat? Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's just a fuck? weird. It's like, man, all right. I, mean, I need. I, I need this role, but man, yeah, but come on, <laughs> can we kind of clean this up for the? Um. So then, uh, all right. So then, the scene at River Run, when uh, you know, the Lannister army has defeated, uh, has retaken, um, what's the fucking castle? Uh, River Run? Oh, you mean oh, the name of the castle? Is it River Run? 
Yeah, it is River Run. Yeah, River Run. Yeah, when when Lancers have retaken River Run for the phrase, I love that scene where Jamie's talking to Walter Frey and Walter Frey's kind of just like, yeah, like in his victory, yeah, doing yeah he's his like lap. we're the same, you know, and he's like, and then Jamie's just, he's like, if if we instructed <laughs> you to hold this castle and we have to keep taking it back. Keep, keep taking you back. Keep taking it back for you when you lose it. Then what do we need you for? And he's just like <laughs> shit because because Walter Frey was talking cash shit to Jamie. Yeah. He's just like yeah man, like you fucking you you fuck your sister. You, you're a king slayer. I'm a king slayer. We we all kind of do all kind of yeah. We're all shit. scumbags, you know. We're all, we're yeah. yeah I, just, I think it really hurts Jamie to uh to have to to be because I. I I don't think he likes Walter Frey even before that scene, like particularly, and just to see, like have a guy like that compare himself to you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. whoa, we're, like I gotta put my, I <laughs> gotta get my life in order. He's looking in the mirror. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you are, we are nothing. We're Let me not insult this same. guy first, and then we can. <laughs> I think that also plays into like Jeremy's, res- uh, Jeremy, Jamie's response to. He's like, yeah, I killed the Mad King because he was going like he didn't say that to him directly, but he's like, I killed the Mad King because to save lives, and you just you killed. Rob Stark, because someone told you to. Yeah, you like we told you to. Him, yeah. yeah, um, tricked him. Yeah, and, and, and like yeah, and, and the way you went about it is like you broke one of the most sacred laws of the of um. Oh yeah, the, the of, of this of the kingdoms. Yeah. In terms, what's the name of that fucking law? With um, the bread and salt. Yeah, the bread and thing. salt thing was like. Yeah, um, once you take someone in as a guest in your house, you can't harm them. Yeah, yeah, oh, uh, guest rule. That's what it's guest called. Guest rule, yeah. Um, and somebody talked about that online where uh, there was a particular phrase that Walder Frey says to Rob Stark when when he accepts him in the castle that kind of, in his mind at least, absolves him of, like he says, like, I suppose or something like that and it's like it does he says it one time to someone like someone says it in this in the book when someone gets guest rule that person doesn't say this phrase and then that person isn't betrayed but when well the phrase does say it or doesn't say it whatever whichever one it was and that's kind of leads to him dying which like it doesn't make it all right but it's just like it's just one of those sneaky tricks that oh, you yeah. kind of pull but mm-hmm. like yeah it's just a man you you trick these people into dying instead of just like you know what I mean? Just refusing them and then having your soldiers attack them from outside. Yeah. You just said, no, come on in. And then. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Also, back to that scene. I love Bron. This dude, uh, Max Landis, he's a screenwriter and director. On Twitter, he was saying, I, he, he loves Bron's storyline. He's like, this is a guy who just happened to be in the right bar on the right, at the <laughs> yeah, right time. Yeah. And, he, and he fell into this fucking Yeah, now he's like wealth second and, in command of the yeah, army kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, he's like. He's, he's smacking people around. He's just risen from just a sleazy sellsword into like yeah. a lord yeah and yeah i mean just by being of the black water <laughs> yeah just yeah just being just being anyways but i love that scene when you see the girl looking at jamie and he's like oh everyone loves everyone loves the kingslayer and then he's like oh they love you and then so then Bron goes off to fuck that chick and then the next scene where you see the same girl oh yeah so then the next scene you see jamie and Walter Frey had that conversation, and, you could, and Jamie's dislike for Walter Frey becomes uh, clear. And then the next scene after that, the girl comes to serve the pie to Walter Frey. 
initially I'm thinking, oh, Jamie sent Jamie's gonna kill Walter Frey after the scene, but he's gonna he sent the pie just like as a fuck you to, mm-hmm. but then, like, it turns out it's my girl, yeah. my favorite character, Arya. Fucking love that. Uh, I'm gonna get that into the second, but um, somebody was talking about how um they think that. L- Arya was going to try to lure Jamie into his death too, but just Jamie wasn't. Jamie's not really interested in any other woman other than Cersei now because, like, I think there's like maybe she was giving him the eyes. Oh yeah. To like to get him to come back to the bedroom, mm-hmm. a bedroom or something, and she's going to kill him. I was like, wow, that's fascinating because you don't really think about that until in retrospect. It's like, oh, she was going to try to kill him too, but he just wasn't interested. Yeah, it's something you when you watch it again. So yeah, yeah just I love that because like so the the whole Frey Pie thing is a different. A different character, uh, Wayman Manderley, Wayman Manderley, who shows up later in the uh, at Winterfell. Um, he has a whole thing where he's the one who serves the Frey pie to uh, Walder Frey. But I love that they they give it to Arya. Um, it's just perfect. It's just mm-hmm. perfect. Like just him not realizing what she's saying to him. She's like, uh, "Where are my son? Where are my two sons?" She's like, "Oh, they're here, here, my lord." lord. And he's like, "Well, they get them in here." He's like, "No, they're here, my lord." And he's like. <laughs> yeah. Somebody also said that it was kind of a giveaway because she said my lord instead of my lord, and that's something that I think what Tyron Lannister yelled at her uh, when she was pretending to be lowborn. Uh, oh, back yeah, in yeah, yeah. She doesn't have that, the, yeah. the kind of... Yeah, um, she, you could tell she's a highborn because of the way she talks and acts, yeah. And she was yeah, like, my like, lord. Yeah, like the dialect and shit. Like she doesn't have that, that, yeah. that lowborn... Um, but they think maybe she was even doing it on purpose to kind of give him a little bit of a clue. Yeah. You know, she was already had the upper hand anyway. He wasn't doing anything. My name is Arya Stark. It's like, yeah, yeah. You've killed my father. Hey. Prepare to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever kind of like, like perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah. Fucking perfect. Love that. Just like, and it's, it's kind of crystallizes. Um, And they were talking about it in the, uh, the, the extra material that happens on, if you watch it on HBO Go or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even know if they do it on the, do they do it on the live broadcast? I don't know. I think it's, yeah, they might, but I also, you can watch it on YouTube also. Yeah, but like they were talking about how, it's fascinating what Arya's become in terms of like we we're totally behind her, but she's also become like she's a, she's a killer, and even if she's justified by that, like we're supporting this this young girl yeah. who's now cutting throats and shit. And it's like she's got every right, she's justified, but it's like man, it's like she's still capable. It, yeah, it's crazy what <laughs> she's become. Like this little girl is now like a stone cold fucking assassin, and it's like wow, this is kind of dark fate for her, but she's just. The way of the world. Yeah. And she seems it. That's another thing I was thinking about when she was walking around Bravos before she gets stabbed, um, before she gets uh, shanked up. That she just seemed overconfident, and she was. I don't. I don't understand how she was walking around so overconfident unless she was trying to bait her out. You know, bait out. Um, what was her name? The uh, the other girl. The waif. The waif. Yeah. Well, so so there was there was people were saying online they think that the waif. That Jack and Hagar always wanted the wave to die, mm-hmm. and it's because she clearly had a vendetta against Arya, which proves that she's not no one. Yeah, and he was because uh, they were saying like maybe the scene when he says when she sends the wave to kill Arya, and he says a girl had many talents. It's a shame a girl had many talents because she's so excited to go kill her that he's saying that about her. Oh yeah, and he's like, yeah. oh, it's a shame that you girl like you're me, so yeah. excited to go, and he, um, because. And he told her to make it fast, and and if she made it fast, she would have killed her right away. If she just slit her throat, yeah, it she been was over. fucking had to toy with her. Yeah, yeah. um, and it, it's just like because someone was like, oh, how come Arya has the faceless men? 
has the power to to change faces even if she didn't stick with the faces men is because that's what was Jockin's plan all along. Mm-hmm. Like possibly at least. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's it may or may not be supported to the, by the. Te- I mean, you can you can you can support that in the text. It's not directly yeah. uh, explained that way, but like you could, and it, it makes a lot of sense because um, and it's like the faceless, the face, the many faced God, kind of maybe she had a plan. They had a plan for Arya all along. And it's like I I, th- I think that's fascinating. Just that like he and he owed her to, he kind of owed her a favor. Yeah. Anyway, so I think I think that's that's fascinating that like he was always he always saw the possibility of her being becoming what she wanted to be. So I, I was thinking about an episode, a name of an episode for this, a name of a, a title for this episode of the podcast, and I was thinking it should be called um, "Accepting the Call" because like the scene where Liana Mormont's calling out all the northern lords like yeah. and you refuse to call and you refuse to call you refuse to call and it's like this episode is about to me at least everyone accepting the role that had been set for them mm. finally like mm-hmm. for i mean the main characters at least like the big big four or five characters finally falling into the role and just stepping up and becoming the person that they were going to be or that the that the show needs them to be mm-hmm. because like Daenerys is finally going to Westeros and we'll get into that um, a little bit more. Daenerys is finally going to Restoros. Uh, Tyrion's become the the hand of the queen, and like oh, great scene, magnificent. Um, <laughs> Arya's become like the become an assassin. Uh, Jon's become the king of the north. Cersei's become queen, and she's ex- like she's she's gained the power in the way she always wanted to. And it's like everyone's kind of it's, it's, it's this is an episode about everyone becoming mm-hmm. like what they the show needs them to be. And like it's just, it's a fascinating way because like it it was a long time coming for a lot of this shit like it this episode was was so triumphant in the end it's like wow like we we are here like it's like somebody's like it was kind of a tongue in cheek thing or like a a meta thing when when Tyrion says Daenerys like can you believe that this is actually happening like and that's that's kind of speaking for the audience it's like wow this is all the shit that we wanted to happen is yeah, finally here like the the there's no more setup. It's like it's all now just going to be pure action. Because I definitely think they're going to jump right into it in season. Seven. Like I think it's, I think it's season seven is going to start really ugly. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna talk about like Daenerys shit and then I'm gonna get back to that because um oh, and also uh, Jon Snow. Um, I took Jon Snow first. So I like we said, Lyanna Mormont, just just yeah, the best, it, yeah. just so good. Yeah, and it's just like um. Definitely one of my favorite characters. So I love when uh, I think it was a just a beautiful, beautiful uh, editing choice when they um, when they go from Ned. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my my friend. It's funny because my friend had a tweet about this the other day where he's like, "It's fun. This episode was so good that." R plus L equals J is finally revealed, and that's not even the biggest. Yeah, nobody even yeah, Like it's yeah. like it's like it's kind of just a uh, an afterthought. Yeah. Um, that was great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the name she said to him was when. So she she's like she's like promise me Ned, and she's like his name is, but they don't. They kind of the audio drops out, and you don't hear it. You just see her whispering. And somebody was like, they thought she said Azora High, and it's like, wow, that would be interesting. But it, I don't think she would have said that. Yeah, there's another Targaryen name. Yeah, it was like it was like um, Jaharis. Yeah, Jaharis. Yeah. And it's like that's a fucking fascinating thing. 
Because apparently Jaharis originally came in after uh, King Who Was Bad anyway, and he kind of like... King Who Was Bad. King Who Was Bad. <laughs> uh, who was it? Um, the Cruel, right? Megro the Cruel or yeah, whatever? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, King Who Was Bad. He came after him and, you know, kind of cleaned things up a little bit. So they thought... Also in the books, I know, um, I don't remember if they touched on the show, but Rhaegar, who was son of the Mad King, mm-hmm. was talking about trying to figure out something because he knew his father was mad some kind of way that they could, you know, yeah, fix everything. Yeah, like it's like it's kind of his plan for the future mm-hmm. is like, you know what I mean, linking up with, like, so the whole, uh, the name of the series is A Song of Ice, uh, Ice and Fire and they say that John is the Song of Ice and Fire. Like, mm-hmm. he, he literally, he's like, the Targaryens are blood and fire and then like, the Starks are ice and mm-hmm. shit, and like it's like they are. He's the song. Yeah, he's he's the, yeah. and also because like uh, Rhaegar used to play the um, the, the harp, harp, and like yep. they, like he's so that's like his song is him and Lyanna's song is John coming into the world and like kind of eliminating the the division between all these uh, these houses and shit. And he's gonna be like the savior. And like somebody was like, he's probably Azura High because like he's literally the prince that's promised in the sense that um. Like, he's promised in the sense that when Liana says to, to Ned, promise me Ned, like, she, he, yeah, like, yeah, like that's me. a fucking interesting thing. Yeah. Like, a n- nice little, uh, <laughs> playing words. Yeah. Kinda. And it's like, that's, that's fucking cool. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's interesting that we find, like, it's just like one of those unwritten, like, everyone knew it was the fact, but, and that was another thing about, like I said, about how the show does things well. We all kind of assumed that was the truth, and that it came into that they did so well that it wasn't like no one's upset. Like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. Like, we knew it was going to happen, but they, it was just well done. Like, the fucking, yeah. it just is perfect. And then yeah, like the cut from the baby to John, John and then so, as yeah. the reveal, instead of just saying having her say it, yeah. because she doesn't say his name, he didn't say John, but just to have the reveal be. Holy fucking shit! Yeah. Like just like and it's like it's not a it just dude. I got chills eighty times during that episode. Like when <laughs> when when Sansa and John are on top of the wall at Winterfell and they're looking out and uh, John's talking to after Sansa comes from talking to Littlefinger and John is like we got to trust each other and she's like Winter is here and I was like. Like I got it. Yeah. It's like it's like finally yeah. they... winter is here because they're not going to say winter's coming anymore. Yeah, that's like, like that's done. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like 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 Father always said. It's like finally the Starks. Yeah. Like the winter is here in terms of like Starks have power and they're yeah. back now. And it's just like and also that's I was thinking. I said I literally said that out out loud when when Sam goes to the Citadel and he sees all the white because ra- I knew that's where that because yeah, in the, the book white... that's what happens because mm-hmm. in the books. Kevin Lannister isn't killed in the Sept of Baylor. He's killed by Varys in the tower. And that's like one of the last scenes of the book is Varys goes up to the tower where Kevin Lannister is, and he's, like, writing a letter, and he, he kills him. He's like, this is for the good of the realm. And, like, this is right after a rave, um, a dove had came, a white raven had came and said, like, announce a winner from the Citadel. And mm-hmm. it's like, so I knew, like, when I saw all those, those ra- like, mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to have read the books to know that, but, like, when you see all the, I was like, oh, shit. That's the scene for a winner. Like that's fucking cool. Mm. And then when he see, when she says winner, he's like, like fuck, man, yeah, winter is here. Winter is here, and she kind of smiles a little bit. But yeah, I, I think she's not going to be smiling for long. But yeah, yeah, um, it's going to be short lived victory. 
the Citadel was awesome. Somebody pointed out online that the the globes that are the globes from the opening intro. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. It's like somebody somebody else was saying online that they got seeing that library made them gave them like anxiety. And it's like I got that too because it's like whenever I'm in a place that's like you'll never get to know all this. Like Sam could spend fifty years in his life, and there's yeah. so much he'll never know. It's like that shit gives me fucking chills. It's like how much knowledge there is in the world, and just. Mm-hmm. And just even in that world, like, um, there's so much lore and knowledge in that world. It's just fascinating. And it's just like, I wonder how long Sam's going to stay at the Citadel. I, f- I feel like he, is he going to, I don't think he's going to complete his master chain. I think he's going to learn something and he's going to feel like he's going to need to get out of there to get that news back to John because it's yeah. going to be something significant for the war. And it's like, it's also, it's also interesting how, um, how the communication is, um, there's no cell phones and shit, yeah, no yeah. email. So like yeah, the guy so doesn't even know, know that um yeah. uh Lord Commander Mormont is dead and mm-hmm. that uh Aemon Targaryen is dead and shit. Mm-hmm. That's fucking fascinating. But yeah, I'm I'm happy Sam that was finally a funny the Citadel. Scene too. Yeah, that was good. Where, yeah. Sam was being mad weird. He's just like yeah. just leaning over and trying to give yeah. him the thing. Hand it to me. Um Yeah. Uh and then obviously let's get to Daenerys. Dude, Dario. Somebody was saying about like Dario got the the most desirable exit of anyone on that show in terms of like, he's, he's like, he's not, he's probably not good. Like he might come back, but he's probably not gonna be on the show anymore. But or like, I mean, sure. He had to lose the, the most amazing woman in the world, but like he gets to, he gets to live. He's, He's, well he's basically off. in charge. Yeah, he's in charge. Like that's a fucking pretty way, good way to go out. Yeah, it's like, most, people, most people slit. die with, yeah, with their fucking throat <laughs> slit. And, um, I mean, that scene was just great. Like Daenerys, He's like a like I love that he's like a who like what woman do I turn to after Daenerys Stormborn and Mother Dragon? She's like a great number of yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's funny because like a she's playing on her, like how he's like a guy who like whores around, but also she's like it would take thousands yeah, of women yeah. to match me. Yeah, and he's then, gonna get the shot, I'm sure, to being in this position. I thought so when you see <laughs> so you saw they cut from the Dario leaving, and she's like, oh, he's like the the fucking the dwarf put you up to this, didn't he? And she doesn't really say yes or no, but like you know that he did. And then they cut from that. You see Tyrion sitting on the. I think like, I thought they were gonna have a scene where he kind of walks by him and yeah, just like, yeah, like mutters a too. comment. Yeah, but I didn't need that, but it would have been a funny little, uh, like a funny little joke if he says something to him or just like gives him a look and he just like shrugs. <laughs> yeah. And then like yeah, um, Tyrion like finally becoming the hand in like the way he wanted to and like like just. Him talking about like how he never believed in anyone mm-hmm. and like he believes in her and it's just such such a beautiful scene. Yeah. Just for both of them, like her getting finally getting what she wanted. And, and Dario brings that up too, like I hope you get everything, I hope you're happy. And uh and then Tyrion finally like having something to having something to live for other than himself or just the sake of living <laughs> another day. Like he's yeah. got something like he's he believes in like just like just like Varys. Like Varys was talking about how like he finally believes in this this girl. And um and then seeing Varys like in in Dorne. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Cool. Yeah. Um and nope. then yeah, then the dude the shot of like those sweeping shots of the ships, like just the design of them, like with the 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 the, the dragon heads on the front. Just beautiful. It's just like it's just like it's just like you're so excited. Like I and I was saying all those sails too, yeah, dude. <laughs> and it, like, so many ships. Yeah, 
so I was saying I think I think that's this the the closing 10 15 maybe 20 minutes of that episode is the most triumphant you're ever going to see any that show again. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like at this point it all just gets ugly. Yeah, it's like the new hope moment when they blow up the Death Star kind of deal and they're like, "Yay!" and then and I feel yeah. like season 7 and 8 is going to be Empire yeah. Strikes Back like this all crumbling down because everyone can't be happy. And not everyone's gonna, no, not I'm sure not everyone's going to live either. Yeah, <laughs> they're everyone not can't be survive happy. that everyone war. Can't, everyone can't live and everyone can't get what they want and the people who are going to get what they want it's going to come in a very bittersweet fashion. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like season seven is going to open in a very ugly way in terms of like, I feel like maybe something's going to happen where some of the Dothraki die on the way to the King's Landing or just like the characters that you like are going to clash in some way. And there's, so, there's still so many storylines to explore. Like, does Melisandre, it seems like they were saying like maybe, maybe Melisandre links up with the Brotherhood without, without banners. And it's like, does Melisandre link up with Arya in some way? Because, like, they kind of... um, They're all in that same area. Yeah, it's like, also. there's so many... And like, or does, and does, Brienne, too. Also. Yeah, and then does does uh, does Arya link back up with the Hound? Like, that would be fucking cool, because, like, she thinks, by all... For all she knows, he's dead. And does she still have a grudge against him at this point? Like, is, is there... Like, I mean, what, what, what does she mm-hmm. have against him at this point? Like, do they link up? Or do they have a fight? Do we ever get the Clegane Bowl? Like, there's <laughs> yeah. so many things. Cause, like, I'm sure we're going to get that. I have a feeling. Yeah, that, I, I feel like it kind of has to happen. Yeah. And also, I think that's kind of the reason why I I, I don't necessarily Clegane expect, Bowl. but I kind of want Arya to link up with the Hound because in order, Cersei, she wants the mountain and Cersei dead. She can't get to Cersei without, the, without going through the mountain. And she is... As as amazing as she's become as a as a killer, she can't beat the hound just straight up combat or even like mountain. I mean, yeah, the hound. Yeah, uh, the no, mountain. I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that that thing doesn't sleep. I mean, yeah, so, you yeah, so like about she, it, she would need the hound as like yeah. to take out, and that would be really cool. And uh, I yeah, I, I feel like if that happens too, it'll probably be the death of both of them, kind of thing. Maybe maybe the hound will live. I don't know. Uh, it's it's just so many fucking and then like remember the scene when that red priestess brings up Varys's past and like yeah. you see his face just melt like like because no one's ever like how does he know this and like it kind of plays on his his disbelief and like I wonder if they, how much they're gonna explore that and how much and somebody was saying so the walls got to come down at some point hmm. um. They haven't brought up the horns on the show yet. So there's the horn, the horn of winter, which is the horn that's supposedly able to bring down the wall, and there's the horn of Joramon, which is supposedly able to control dragons. Neither of those show, neither of those horns have showed up on the show. I wonder if they show up or if there's another way in which, like, there's so many things. Like the the whole Euron storyline. Does does somebody else get control of one of Daenerys' dragons? Does somebody find a way to kill dragons? Does um how do the White Walkers get past the wall? So remember when the Three-Eyed Raven says to Bran, now that he's touched you, yeah. he can go anywhere that you can go. Is that the way he gets past the wall because he's touched Bran, Bran's past the wall? Or does or did, did someone find the horn? And, yeah. Or like, like it's just so many fucking things. Does Euron have the horn and he brings it down? Like, who does he side with when... Because I feel like the course of the show now is everyone's going to fight, like... 
Daenerys is going to be fighting Cersei or Daenerys is going to be fighting Jon or whatever. And then they're going to have to band together at some point to fight the White Walkers. But does someone else side with the White Walkers? Like, does Euron say, hey, I'm with the White Walkers, dude. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Or maybe he or, even sides with Cersei. Yeah. Who does he side with? Or, or like, with the would the the Night King even accept allies or he's just like a stone cold like zombie killer where he just everyone's an enemy of his uh uh his uh his goals the the fucking other the other god it's a good question yeah it, i mean and really there's nobody else left for Cersei to ally with right i mean just yeah i just i feel like i think Euron is the only Euron, person really right? because uh no one's the Dornish are with Daenerys. The Freys are all done. The Freys are done. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, that's going to be interesting. And, then, like, the Lannisters cannot possibly take they, – they don't have enough men to fight all the people that, that Daenerys has with her. And then will there even be a, a Lannister family when, like, does Jamie kill uh, – yeah. uh, Cersei before Cersei Daenerys gonna be like, we up? need another kid. <laughs> She's gonna have to extend her reign somehow. I have uh I put up that thing on Facebook and there's a couple people that ask some questions, so I guess we can go over those really quickly. Um one of them is a interesting is Taryn do you think Tyrion is the third Targaryen? That's that was always a thing, and I, I think that's um that's possible. That's that's definitely possible. Like I I think that's an interesting just because what we know about Eris and like how he loved raping people and he was mm-hmm. uh, makes a lot of sense. And, I, and, and his mom died. Yeah, and, and, birth and, and, and they always talk about how much Tywin never liked Tyrion, and that could be why because he's the product of not only is he a product of mer- uh, of rape in terms he's a product of rape he's a product of the king raping. Or not even raping could have just been. Oh, yeah, it could have been just, like, just yeah, been just, banging around yeah. the side, which and, is you know, Tywin would never be able to admit that because that yeah, would just destroy just, him as a. Yeah, so, yeah. So like, could the reason why he doesn't like Tyrion be that that's not his son and he's raising some fucking a guy who who he never even liked? Yeah. Son, and it could be like yeah, you know I mean, so yeah, that's a fucking fascinating. Uh, I think I think he really could be. I don't know. I don't know if it makes it more or less compelling, but I would I wouldn't be against that being revealed. And uh, we I think we touched on the other one because the other que- another question was the remaining part of Cersei's prophecy: which brother will it be to kill her? And uh, it seems like Jamie at this point, if they're gonna yeah, go yeah the it, there's always the possibility of a a reversal, but I th- I, th- I see it as Jamie right now just because proximity, mm. uh, motive. I think Cersei's so far. I mean, you don't know how long Cersei's gonna live. She could live to the last episode and then get killed. So, yeah. But right now, I don't think Tyrion's even thinking about Cersei. You know what I mean? Directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Will there be a recipe for finger pie on the HBO website? That's a great question. <laughs> Hashtag crust look great. I hope so. That crust did look great. Yeah, I'm getting hungry thinking about it. Uh, Joe Reddington of Joe Reddington fame, uh, comedian around here, he asks, "What's Littlefinger's next move?" We kind of touched on that a little bit, also. Um, I I do think he's kind of going to fall into the role uh, of the villain in, in that part of the world for now. But it would be it's going to be interesting to see what he's where he's going to go with this. 
and what he's going to do because he still has Sweet Robin in his pocket. Yeah, he's he's in an interesting position because so there's that scene when when John's crowned king of the north, king in the north, and Sansa's smiling, and then she catches Littlefinger's eye, and the smile kind of fades because she recognizes that. I think that to me, I read that scene as like she just realizes what she got John into mm-hmm. because now John is going to be a target for for yeah for Littlefinger because he's, yeah he's yeah he's 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 a he's an obstacle for he's an obstacle in the way of Littlefinger getting the throne. So I think it's kind of like her like shit. I fucking yeah. I I still got to think about this guy and I yeah. just got my brother into this fucking terrible thing. And uh, yeah, I. I, I, I I, I don't even. I can't even speculate what his next move could be. Does he? Does he align himself with Euron? Is he the guy who goes with Euron? Like, I mean, there's so many things. Yeah. And there's there's, there's a lot. I, I know for sure there's a lot of double crossing coming up because there's a lot of people who want things. Everyone wants this. I mean, he he even has. If you think about it now, he has. Uh, he could go. Well, I wouldn't know if he would go there, but he could talk to Cersei because he. Might have a little bit of leverage now because he has an army. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. He, and he's got a lot of power, and he's he's also. I don't until Sansa kind of outlines this to him. John doesn't really have any dis particular distrust for him because he he's not really he doesn't really even know that Littlefinger led to Ned's death. Yeah, he's not very he street just, smart. They, yeah, and like and even like even beyond that, no one really knows that except. The the like Ned Littlefinger Cersei Joffrey, um, I guess Sansa kind of knows it, but yeah, she I don't think she knows directly. Directly, though, so yeah, yeah, so it's like he, she knows not to. He she's told him not to trust Littlefinger, or he he already knows that he's an untrustworthy trustworthy person. But I don't know to the extent at which he knows because if he if he knew that. If him and Sansa knew directly that, that he led to Ned's death, they wouldn't have aligned with him. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. And um, I wonder what. Yeah, I just there's, there's a lot of things he could do. Any other questions? That's what we got for now. Um, I think this might be a good place to stop it, and we could. I think the next episode we'd probably talk more about our predictions, maybe a little bit. And yeah, cause I was about to talk about just like which I'll save. Obviously, for the next episode, but just like, yeah. just like, what Foreshadow other, yeah, what bit. other magical creatures might show up, and like, yeah, what are the White Walkers? There's a, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you have your own theories or any more questions, hit us up. Let us know. Hit us the fuck. Comedylol.com. You can email me at brandon at comedylol.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, and uh, let us know what you think. This is kind of a long episode, but we had a lot to cover, so we are gonna do another episode. Um, and talk about where we think it's going to go, and we could also maybe talk about stuff we might have missed because I'm sure there was stuff we missed. So if you can think of anything in particular, let us know. Let us know, man. This is uh, this is a podcast for you. That's right, for the people. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on the Twitter machine, at Sean. <laughs> and uh, just be nice, you know? Yeah, be nice, guys. Make it a good day. You know, do something good, and uh, then you could sit home and listen to Ice Cube. It was a good day, just like Cersei did after she blew up <laughs> the Sept of Baylor. And as always, what do we say to death? Not today. Not today.